tonight. Thank you for listening to this interview with Deanna Perrazzo. This is Charlie and Chris from Two Heels in the Face Wrestling Podcast in Chicago. We're recording this audio for DivaDirt.com, and we're on the line with Deanna Perrazzo. Deanna just got back from the UK, I believe. How are you doing, Deanna? I'm good. How are you guys? What were you doing over there in uh, in the UK? Can you tell us? Was it, a little, was it some matches? Was it a little bit of training? Was it both? Yeah, it was a little bit of business and pleasure. Um, I actually flew over uh, just a few days before New Year's, um, just to spend New Year's there. And um, from there, Marty and I flew to Tokyo for Wrestle Kingdom. And then I flew back to London on the 5th of January um, for Rev Pro. And I did two shows over there um, for their uh, Women's Championship Tournament. Right, nice, nice. So it looks sounds like you got a good uh, mix of things. And you were able to watch Wrestle Kingdom. Were you there in the Tokyo Dome? Yeah, I was there at the Tokyo Dome. Great, yeah, fantastic show. Um, so we have some questions here, and uh, we're just gonna kind of touch on your 2017 and and kind of the past year that you've had, and then get into things to look forward to and some goals for 2018 as well. Um, so. Uh, I know uh, from listening to a lot of interviews with you, Deanna, uh, the, the kind of running the, the running theme is at a young age, you've had just so much success. Um, and since you're at a young age, I'm sure there's t- still tons of things and always will be things that you're picking up and learning. So our, our first question would be uh, off the top of your head, there's the biggest lesson yet you've learned in 2017 in your career. I guess. Biggest lesson that maybe I've learned is that um, you know failure is okay, and yeah. um, to accept things you can't change. Um, you know, I had a few maybe just one or two things that didn't go my way or didn't go as expected, but uh, um, you know, I try to bounce back from those things, and it's what you could do after them that really defines you. So, yeah, I would say the biggest lesson that I learned that like you know just go with the flow and it's going to be okay. Right, right. I think that's a great attitude to have. Would you would you say that attitude like has contributed to you having uh uh what is a, a good amount of success at such a young age? Is there any one thing you can kind of point on that uh that has given you an edge uh at, at this early stage in your career? Or is it just kind of uh you know, a go with the flow attitude that you have? I tried to have like a kind of just it is what it is attitude. Um but you know right. in wrestling it, it's hard because you're you're promised things or you're told things and things change last minute and you get your hopes up and you expect those things to happen and they don't and it, it's sometimes a hard pill to swallow but I think my biggest asset, you know, not even in two thousand and seventeen but as a whole in the in the last, you know, five years I've been wrestling is just having uh, Damian Adams and Team Adams to fall back on and um, having mm-hmm. a home base. Um, no matter, like, I got home from England last night, 4 o'clock, uh, got picked up at the airport, and I was at training last night. So just to have a home and kind of people that ground you and uh, bring you back down to earth and people you can really depend on, I think, has always been my asset. Damien is such an amazing trainer and an amazing person, and um, mm-hmm. he's really set me up to do a lot of the things I've done um, fast in my career, but also do them well. So I think really just Team Adams is probably like m- my number one biggest asset. Right. How did you end up uh, training there with, with uh, Team Adams? Um, so 
way back when, it wasn't Team Adams, um, it was called D2W, uh, Professional Wrestling Academy. And it was a place that I had found like 20 minutes from where I grew up. Um, and I drove by uh, the American Legion that they run shows at one day on my way to college. And I was kind of like, oh, I've never really been to an indie show. Like, I kind of knew what indie wrestling was, but not really. I'd like to go see this because it had a big sign that said professional wrestling. Um, and I just kind of, like, made a mental note of D2W. And that night when I got home, uh, I Googled it, and I saw that they had a website that said Academy. And Damian Adams was one of the trainers. Um, I mean, I didn't know who he was, but uh, it had like a little rundown of what he did and what the owner did. And Sean Bennett was one of the the trainees, uh, the trainers there. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, it was just the closest thing to me, so I went there, and uh, that's where I started training at the end of 2012. And um, you know, Damian and I just kind of like stuck together through leaving DCW and creating Team Adams, and um, we just kind of come into a little academy of our own, right? Yes, it's good to surround yourself with good people. And uh, speaking of indie wrestling, a lot of what Chris and I have seen of you live has been uh, with Rise and Shimmer, with us being local to Chicago. Can you uh, talk about your experiences working with those two companies? Yeah, Shimmer is obviously something every women's wrestler should want to do. Um, Mm -hmm. So I have never had the opportunity to do it uh, prior to Rise kind of coming about. And uh, Kevin Harvey had messaged me on Twitter and just like, hey, I want to reach out. Um, you know, if I could give you a call one day, I want to talk some business. And uh, it, we kind of just formed a relationship from there. And it was he was going to bring me in for one of the, I think it was Rise 3. Um, okay. And he had this whole idea. And he said, well, you know, I'm going to fly you in, but, you know, it's Shimmer Weekend too, so Dave said he'll use you as well. So I was kind of like, oh, it's two for one, like, absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I was just really excited to kind of be around all of those great minds. And I got to wrestle truly with Melissa and feedback from Madison Eagles and just really be around such positive women's wrestling was a really cool experience for me. And I absolutely love both Rise and Shimmer so much. Great. And uh, I have a note here about uh, the Women of Honor tournament for their their championship uh, title that they're introducing. I believe you're in that tournament, correct? I will be. I'm not announced yet, but I will be. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and do you know when the, and I just haven't found a ton of uh, information about it online yet, and maybe I, I'm not supposed to yet. Do you know when or around when your, uh, your the fir- first round the match? first round match will be? I don't know when my first round match will be, um, but I do know the first round matches start next. Saturday in Nashville, um, January 20th, and it'll be Mandy Leon versus Madison Rain, um, as okay. well as Karen Q uh, versus Brandy Rhodes. And the third okay. match will be um, Kelly Klein versus Jesse Bonesaw-Brook. So um, those will be the first three taped matches um, for the tournament. And then I would imagine the next round will be taped. Um, we have a show in Concord, North Carolina. Um, in February. So I imagine the next three will be taped then. Great. I'm sure you're excited about the tournament. How do you feel about them introducing the title? Yeah, I'm super excited. It's been a whirlwind of like emotions the last month. Um, Having everyone so hyped about it and uh, seeing, you know, everyone interested about it on Twitter and 
it's been really cool because I bring of water literally took a chance on me. You know, uh, I didn't come from the dojo. Um, I was just some indie girl with a little bit of buzz because she worked some extra spots for WWE. And luckily in that time, I had formed a friendship with Mandy. And, you know, she trained at the dojo and she had been to the Ring of Honor shows and she was doing, um, you know, commentary and backstage interviews and stuff. And she was Mm -hmm. just begging for a chance. And, um, you know, luckily her and I's friendship, you know, like we work well together and um, they asked me to come into the dojo and train a bit. And that at the time was such a unique thing because the Ring of Honor dojo notoriously doesn't allow in outsiders. So for them okay. to literally take this chance on me and be like, hey, we want you to be a part of this, um, is really cool to look back upon because now we're almost three years later and we're going to crown the first ever woman water champion. This was never right. supposed to happen. So the fact that it is happening is just a really accomplishing feeling. Nice. Absolutely. Congrats. And uh, well, well, we'll be looking out for for your performances there on, the, on those matches. And, and hopefully you, you make it all the way. Mm-hmm. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so in your spare time, do you watch any type of wrestling? Yeah, like just I for fun or just for, or, or do you go back? Like, do you watch any current stuff or stuff like? from back in the day uh, to get some inspiration? Uh, what what kind of stuff do you watch? A little bit of both, I'd say. I do like to, you know, if I'm home and Raw's on or SmackDown's on, just kind of flick it on and, and see what they're what's going on and what the women are doing and um, stuff like that. But I do watch a lot of just old school stuff. I'm a big, big um, Chris Jericho and Dean Malenko, Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit fan. Um, just okay. great stuff in, in, in WCW and um, right. that's primarily what I watch, but I do watch a lot of like Mr. Perfect and Tito Santana and uh, <laughs> stuff like that back from old WWF and just try to, you know, that, that's the style of wrestling that I'm trained in. And I just really love to, to get inspiration and try to pick out certain things that you don't see today. Cause what's old is new and you know, you just want to yeah. reinterpret it in a new way. So since you mentioned you, you do catch uh, some WWE, uh, you know, once in a while. And I don't know if you're aware of the uh, mix Match Challenge, which is, which is the, um, I guess, WWE's attempt to intergender, like at least trying to touch that, uh, that area of wrestling. Um, so what are, what are your, what's your, your feel on that? Like, what, do you, what are your thoughts on, on that mix Match Challenge? And if you were to be in that place, like, who would you like to be paired up with? You know, I'm, I actually just right before I called you guys um, saw Natalia's teaming with uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, and uh, yeah. I think it's really cool because it gives fans these dream matches and dream teams that you know you never thought could be possible, and now they're possible. So it's a real cool fantasy thing. Um, mm-hmm. So I think what what maybe the the misconception is, is I'm sure it's not intergender. I'm sure the men aren't wrestling with the women. I'm sure it's just, you know, a mixed tag team match. Um, and yeah. you know, the rules are that the male tags and the other male has to come in and vice versa. So mm-hmm. I really think that it's a step in the right direction, um, to try to include all types of fans and all types of wrestling. And I just think, um, I'm super excited because it's going to be on Facebook. So it'll be easy to watch. And, uh, <laughs> I, I'm really excited for it. Uh, so, any any um, fantasy pairing that you would, uh, if, if you were there, that you would want to be paired up with? Who's not picked already? Who doesn't have a partner? I don't know. I mean, I was a kid. 
you know, <laughs> when I was a little girl when John Cena first became popular and Randy Orton first became popular. So uh, I think it would be cool to be able to, you know, tag the four of them. But uh, I really do love Randy Orton as a wrestler, and I think he's one of the best in the world. He's fantastic, in my opinion. So uh, if I ever got to have a partner, it would probably be Randy Orton. Awesome. That's a good pick. Yeah, hopefully that comes true one day. I would love to see that as well. Um, <laughs> all right, so... 2017, we got a good kind of recap on that and at least uh, the year that you had. We'll probably have one more question on that at the end, but we wanted to look f- uh, look forward to your 2018. And I just wanted to ask you, and I, I, I'm sure you have some goals, not that you had, and you've probably checked some off already in your career, but what are some goals that you uh, set for yourself in 2018? Yeah, I didn't really set many goals this year okay. just because, like, you know, people have like worked for WWE, and I've done so much already. That would be like mm-hmm. a normal goal for someone. Um, and in the past, I had said like, "Oh, I'm going to work 100 matches this year," and I've done that. Um, but I really want to work more internationally this year. I uh, got to kick off the year in the UK, which is really special. But um, uh, and I have a tour of Stardom planned for later at the end of the year again. So uh, just yeah, to get back more in the UK and hopefully do some more stuff in Canada and, you know, maybe Mexico, who knows, but definitely just travel more, um, see the world and get the rest of new people. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned that. Cause that was the great transition. into our next question. Uh, who, who do you want to wrestle this year, male or female? If there is one person that, you know, by the end of the year, I definitely want to go toe to toe with this individual. Yeah. Um, my guess is always Tony Storm. I just love her um, as a person, mm-hmm. as a wrestler. Um, I have wrestled her once um, for stardom um, in an SWA title match at uh, Corrigan Hall. But um, if I was to ever wrestle her at, like, Progress or, you know, um, somewhere in the States, like, that's my dream match, definitely. Awesome. I know the Diva Dirt audience would like that because I believe there was some (laughs) type of fan voting award or writer award recently, and Tony Storm uh, won that or won a couple accolades. So I know the Diva Dirt audience would love to see that. And uh, hopefully that happens. Yeah, it killed her 2017, so I hope the best for her this year, too. Um, I saw, I did see a list, and it was created uh, by a man named James Ellsworth, and your name was on that list. Do you have any comments or thoughts on that? <laughs> you know, um, we talked about a bit of intergender earlier, but, you know, mm-hmm. for me, that's just, um, something I don't necessarily do. So, uh, okay. you know, that's probably not going to happen for me, but. Um, I think it's really cool to take his kind of, you know, Cody did that back with 2016, and um, I think it's a new take on it, and I think it got a lot of people talking, and, you know, since him leaving WWE, that it's going to help him get a lot of bookings and, you know, increase his buzz, and that's exactly what he has to do, so props to him, but uh, probably not something I'm interested in. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Yeah, and I, I think it's cool, too, when he made that list, you know, he, he put together probably top of mind what was the the best, you know, women's talent out there and that you were on that list amongst a lot of other women who are doing really great things. So I, I think that's just a really cool fact that I wanted to point out. Um, yeah, absolutely. He put tons of names that, you know, I've wrestled this year or and people that I haven't that I want to be able to wrestle um you know, in 2018. So uh, it's, it was a really great list if he could pick some of those people, you know, and actually wrestle them. That would be great. Uh, so we're going to let you go. Um, we have one more question for you, um, unless you have anything for us. But we wanted to, for you, if you could 
define your past year, 2017, in one word or sentence. So we recently spoke to uh, Chelsea Green, and she used the word crucial. Um, So take a second if you need to, but we wanted to uh, ask you to define your 2017 in one word or sentence that that maybe popped to to the top of your mind. I would say um, maybe dream come true. Okay. Um, And if I collaborate a bit... um, you know, at the beginning of the year, I worked a lot traveling with WWE, and, you know, I got to wrestle uh, on SmackDown in front of, like, 18,000 people. Um, so that in itself is a dream come true. But uh, I got to travel to Japan, which is something I wanted to do since I was little, and yeah. uh, wrestle at Corrigan Hall, which is a, a feat in itself. And... um I got to wrestle awesome cons and just I got to meet Serena Deeb, who's like one of my biggest inspirations, and just mm-hmm. all the little things that made this year big in my mind really were all dream come true. So I think if I could sum up the entire year, that's exactly what it would be. I think that sounds great. I mean, mm-hmm. we've definitely uh, you know seen you all over the place, and, and we definitely hope for for more success in this upcoming. Well, we're now in 2018 already, but for the remaining of the year. Um, and I know Charlie did say that that was our last question, but I do have one last question that we tend to ask yeah, um, okay. um, our guests here to Heels in the Face, which is, you know, we all love wrestling, but uh, what we've noticed is that we love wrestling for or, or different aspects of wrestling or maybe all of the things in wrestling. What is it that you love about professional wrestling? Uh, I would say, I don't know. I think the whole concept of it is what intrigued me as a kid. Um, you know, my first introduction really to wrestling was Stone Cold Steve Austin hit someone over the chair, uh, over the head with a chair. Um, and then I get to see the women do it. And I was like, I could totally do that one day if I tried. I could be good at that. Um, it's just everything I've tried to do from that. I, I was nine then at that moment on, I've tried to do everything else to one day be a wrestler. And I just think. I love wrestling because of stories like that. Uh, there's so many men and women that had that moment that I had as a kid. Um, of like, oh, God, what is this? Oh, I can do And I want to do that. And you don't grow out of it. And it's just this constant, this is what I'm meant to do in my life. And mm. um, the fact that things like that can happen and these dreams can be fulfilled with hard work, I think, is, is what I love the most because you get to meet people and you get to interact with them and have an impact on so many lives. And we don't even realize it um, by just doing what we love. And I think that the outreach of it and the, um, the emotions behind it are, are really my favorite part. Great. Deanna, thank you so much. Um, we would like to give you the floor just to, for you to tell where people can find you on the internet or for you to plug any upcoming shows or, cause I know you're traveling to many, many places so people could uh, keep up with you, but uh, now now's your time and you have the floor. Yeah, everyone can follow me. Uh, Twitter is probably the best way to interact with me at Diana Perrazzo. Um, I do have an Instagram, the same tag, at Diana Perrazzo. Um, yeah, I have a whole bunch of shows coming up. Um, on the 19th of January, I'll be at Limitless uh, Professional Wrestling up in, um, in Maine. And then I'll be at Ring of Honor, of course, on the 20th in Nashville. And then the 27th, I'll be um, at CWA in Delaware. And the 28th, 
I will be at MUWR up in uh, Worcester, Massachusetts. So those are the places that everyone can be fluent in the Perrazzo this month. Um, but if you want to thank you guys for having me. <laughs> I really thank appreciate you so much. taking the time. Yeah. Of course. Deanna Perrazzo, living the dream. Thank you so much for your time, <laughs> and best of luck in 2018. Thanks, guys.